0: Welcome to the Informed Fitness Podcast, 20 minutes with New York Times bestselling author, Adam Zickerman.
1: In this podcast, we're gonna discuss my original vision for how we started Informed Fitness and where I want Informed Fitness to go and where we think exercise should go in the future. It's nice to see that my original intuition over 20 years ago has been validated by some recent science. So we're gonna bring on some scientists in this industry, some great testimonials from clients that have experienced this we're going we be bringing in musicians and very interesting people, bodybuilders talking about how little they actually work out. It's going to shed some light on some very important topics.
0: InForm Nation, thanks for being with us once again. I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network. We have Sheila, we have Mike, and we have Adam, the founder of InForm Fitness, and New York Times bestselling author of Power of 10, The Once-A-Week Slow-Motion Fitness Revolution. That's what this show is all about, supercharging your metabolism, increasing your cardiovascular endurance, and getting you leaner and stronger to enjoy your health and your life to the fullest. In today's episode, we'll discuss working out with free weights versus machine weights versus your own body weight and the equipment you can expect to see when becoming a member of InForm Nation. Mike, let's start with you. Give us a quick rundown on the type of equipment InForm Fitness uses to support the Power of 10.
2: In regards to the machines versus the free weight versus body weight, you know, InForm Fitness here in New York, we have the Rolls Royce set up here, as Adam has said many times before, in all of the locations in California, Virginia, etc. Our machines, they're outstanding. They're made by Nautilus, they're made by Medics, and they're all retrofitted for our style of weight training to accommodate for the strength curves of the body.
3: I never knew what a strength curve was until I got certified and went through all this, you know, information. Basically, it's like when you start out a movement like what Mike just said, you know, you go through this movement in the muscle group that you're isolating. At the start of it, you're normally a little uh, weaker. And then there's a point in that movement that you're the strongest. And then there becomes another point where it's weaker. And what we want to do is stimulate that strongest part of the movement. So if you're in the middle of this, you know, compound row and in the middle of it where you're strongest, you can do 150 pounds, but at the back you can't, or at the very beginning, it the equipment allows for the resistance to fall off where your strength curve is the weaker part. And then you get that that the best stimulus in the middle of it.
0: And this cannot be accomplished, I'm sure, with free weights or regular uh, machines that you would see at a conventional gym.
1: There are tricks. You can simulate cams on free weights if you know how to use them properly. Like a lateral raise, you wouldn't be standing straight up if you lean to the side while you did a lateral raise. You actually, in effect, create a cam that's proper and congruent. So if you know what you're doing, if you understand the limitations of free weights and how to work around them, you can have a very intense and safe workout. One one, one thing that I think we overemphasize that people give more uh, importance than is actually needed is this thing, this concept called full range of motion, that we need to go through a full range of motion. And some people... the older generation might might remember this, but there was used to be, you know, uh, a protocol called statics, or isometric training, and that's where you don't move at all. You don't go through any range of motion at all. You just fatigue the muscle just by pushing and using the muscle in a stationary position, but pushing as hard as you can until it exhausts, and you got good results from doing statics or isometrics. The range of motion. For a lot of situations, in trying to maximize that range of motion, can end up being a very dangerous situation. When you're at the extremes of of, of, of the range of motion, th- those are the most vulnerable vulnerable parts of the muscle. The most stretched position. That's where things tear and go a little. You can get really dangerous. I like to stay right in that mid range. And if unless you have specialized equipment, it's, um, you should stay in that mid range and avoid the extremes only with retrofitted equipment where the machine makes it actually lighter where we're in our most vulnerable and weakest positions so the weight is not being taken over by the connective tissue because the muscle can't handle it all right in that position so that's that's why we retrofit our machines and we do get a little bit more range of motion using machines like that but again i'm not i don't i don't i don't really Care about maximum range of motion. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can strengthen a muscle group or or a single muscle by just working it really deeply in a static position, in its strongest position, in the middle
2: position. I think. You know, I say, Adam. I think uh, one of the best examples of that is the uh, is the leg extension because of all the controversy and all of the studies and all the uh, you know it's. Over the over less as long as I've been a trainer, there's been a lot of. Uh News articles and studies have said the leg extension is absolutely the worst machine and the one of the most dangerous uh, machines in the gym. And the thing is, well, the question is, how are you doing the study? How are they doing the exercise? How is the leg extension uh, set up? And you know, for example, our you know Adam could describe probably the best exactly the alignment of the seat and how it drops off at the top. uh, And you know, I mean, where if it doesn't do that. If you are going through a fuller range of motion, you are putting your knee at, uh, in a lot of uh, jeopardy at a, at a regular gym versus at, uh, at, at our leg extension is uh, makes that accommodations if you're going to a fuller range of motion. But as Adam just sort of stated, it's and often in many cases it's not necessary to do so.
1: A leg extension <clears throat> is a rotary movement. The rotary movements are are more challenging. For free weights. And the leg extension does have risk associated with it if you don't but So our leg extension machine has a lot of retrofits done to it to make it a safe machine and exercise. Without getting into all the details, if somebody was to say to me, I want to do this exercise on my own and I belong to a gym, what should I do? I would not have them do the leg extension machine because I don't know what kind of machine that have it, and it's harder to use that correctly. I would stick them on. I would keep them on the basic leg presses. That's what you can do on your own. Or a wall squat is even uh, safer. These compound movements versus the rotary movements. So right there would be how somebody can do this on their own, just knowing what machines to avoid, what exercises to avoid, and what is more effective given that you have crude Uh, equipment or free weights available to you, there's ways, again, of of having an incredible workout in a full gym and and avoid 90% of the equipment that's in that gym. Adam, you have state-of-the-art equipment
0: at all of the InForm Fitness locations across the country. Can you briefly just kind of run through uh, this type of equipment that you have? What makes it so special for InForm Fitness and this type of workout?
1: The key to this type of workout, the impetus for this workout in general, lifting weights slowly, was to make it safer. And the special equipment is just one more step in that direction of making it safer. And one way you make exercise safer is making sure that while you're fatiguing a muscle, you're not doing anything harmful to the joints around that muscle. And that's where the specialized equipment really shines. Because when you go through a range of motion through a particular exercise, let's take the bicep curl, for example. When you start the bicep curl, when your arm is straight versus when it's bent at a 90-degree angle, That change in range of motion, your muscle is not the same strength. It's much weaker when you start to position, 20% about weaker than it is in the 90-degree angle. So if you can handle 100 pounds in the strongest position, that means you can only handle about 80 pounds in the weak position. And what does this macho tough guy do when he wants to do bicep curls? He takes the most weight he can handle, which is 100 pounds in the strongest position. So he takes a 100-pound dumbbell and he starts in a weak position that can only handle 80. What's going to make up the other 20%? Well, I can tell you this. Whatever is making it up, it's not good. (laughs) It was just the connective tissue of the elbow, of the shoulder, of the back, needing to heave and hoe just to get that extra 20%. And there's no good that comes from that. And if you do that regularly for all these kind of exercises, for all the joints all the time, there's an insidious negative effect to all that because you know you might not have tendonitis on day one doing that, but if you keep doing it, where you're straining the joints in order to lift the weight in a certain position, over time it's going to bite you. So our equipment just makes it lighter in the weaker points and makes it heavier in the stronger points, so it matches that strength curve, and therefore you're not straining the joints and li- and, and connective tissue is not doing the work, of what. The major muscles should be doing.
0: So as we wrap up this episode on machine versus free weights versus body weight exercises, uh, Adam, you did say that you don't need to be at an InForm Fitness location in order to perform a high-intensity, slow-motion strength training system. Um, There are safe ways to go about this with free weights and body weights, but you do need some type of a trainer and some education before you take this type of a workout outside of an InForm Fitness gym.
1: Yes, you do. And it doesn't take a lot. Knowing some of the pitfalls of free weights and certain exercises, knowing to stay away from some of the dangerous things, it wouldn't take too long to to know more than most trainers out there, actually. (laughs) Well, a good first step might be to pick up Adam's book, Power of 10, The
0: Once-A-Week Slow-Motion Fitness Revolution. Inside the book, you'll find several workouts that support this slow-motion high-intensity strength training system. Whether you use free weights, your own body weight, or are fortunate enough to live near an informed fitness location. By following the three pillars Adam discusses in his book, along with just a small investment of 20 to 30 minutes a week, it won't be long until you start seeing some measurable results and achievements from your newfound strength.
1: How about, hey, Adam, guess what? For the first time, I was able to put my stuff in the overhead compartment in, mm. in the airplane without some young gentleman offering me any help. That's I did it way. myself. How about that small achievement that is a big deal to a lot of people right now?
0: Just the everyday tasks alone uh, is worth it. A very small price to pay, truly.
1: Uh, it, 20
3: There's minutes. Real, that's
1: the real functional training right there.
0: Uh, yeah.
3: And then I'll take it to the to the you know older, to the senior crowd. I heard one of our friends uh greg burns who had some very senior they they were probably in their late 70s the they loved going on cruises and the wife had been um very upset because they couldn't go on cruises anymore because she had to she couldn't like walk around that well Mm. they started working out doing this this workout and um within the next year like they did it for about a year And they went on a cruise, and she was so happy. She felt like she had their life back again because she didn't have to have a wheelchair. She could walk around on her own. And it's that kind of a level. It goes from snowboarding, gardening, whatever, to simply Mm -hmm. being able to walk and balance yourself.
2: Yeah, I've heard recently also the same thing, senior uh, used to have to go upstairs, like, you know, up one step and meet the other foot with the other foot and then up the next step. And so like basically and then we'd go on from uh, from that to one step to the next step to the next step to the next step. So it's like little stuff like that. And it right. becomes very noticeable.
1: And what is this older person going to do if they didn't have us? Like what kind of other strength training that involves a necessary the necessary intensity? What are they going to do if it's not this? What is an older person that has problems walking up a flight of stairs, for example, as simple as that? One flight of stairs, they have major pain and problems with it. What are they going to do if they're that far gone already that they can't even walk a flight of stairs? What else are they going to do? What is their option? A walking program? I don't think so. What is it? No. They got a strength train. How the hell are going to do it? Are they going to join a
2: CrossFit class?
3: <laughs> like physical therapy is the other option <laughs> and they may they
2: may find other exercise alternatives but probably one that's not going to it may that they might not hurt them along the way you know it's it's very difficult to do that and that's why strength, we, we, we and they got to
1: strengthen the yeah. muscle and they got to do it without any force cuz they're so weak already the last they can't afford any additional force that's not necessary they can't afford it no break.
0: So let me ask you this then. So, so how old is too old to call Inform Fitness and say uh, I'd like to sign up for a high intensity slow motion strength training program? Uh, it, how old
1: is
2: too old?
3: That's a good question. <laughs> Honestly, we, I, I don't think we
2: can answer that. <laughs> I don't know if there's an answer to that question, but we could say we have people in their 90s. We have a 92 year old woman who's on our website. She is a. We have a, a nice video of her. Uh, and we've had another 90 year old who would still be here, but she moved to Baltimore. Remember, uh, yep, Adam? Yep, yep. So it's like uh, uh, I mean, we've had we uh, we have several in their 80s, several in their 70s, lots more, in their more 70s. than
1: several. Yeah, yeah it lots and lots. You uh, forget they're so. in their 70s, Mike?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it we, is. I, it's
1: unbelievable. I, I, it's honestly, true. like any, anybody that's over 60 and working out here. I think they're all 60. Like, like I basically say, you know, yeah, we have a lot of people in their 60s, but it turns out that a lot of the people that I think are in 60s are actually in their 70s.
0: So we found the fountain of youth at, at Informed Fitness, and it's not a magic pill. There's work that goes into it. But like Adam was saying, a 20-minute-a-week investment is about as minimal as it gets. It's safe. And it's effective. And we've interviewed people over the last uh, couple of months, Sheila, with the videos that we've been producing that I think they're in their 50s. And I'm not kidding with no exaggeration. They're in their late 60s or early 70s. And Keith comes to mind in particular. We're going to be yeah, talking Keith about Keith amazing. here coming up shortly in, in another episode, uh, a very charismatic uh, gentleman. And uh, I think he's 70-something. Is that correct? 71? 72. He's 72, for goodness sake. My gosh, and I he's thought he's like
3: solid muscle. Yeah. And talk about intense. He, he just really goes intense So you know?
0: if we have people listening, we know, just looking at demographics, a lot of uh, older people, baby boomers, don't necessarily listen to podcasts, but we know their kids do or their grandkids do. So if you're uh, a child or, or a grandchild of somebody that you love that you think could use some physical conditioning, uh, you might want to give Inform Fitness a call or check them out on on the website. So, well, not
3: uh, only that, I don't want to seem like we're only for old people, too. We have you know, uh, younger people that are, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we have 15 year olds, we have a number of like in their late twenties to, you know, early thirties. Um, and they, they don't have time, you know, they're trying to build their lives, they're working, they're starting to get into their, you know, like, uh, the peak of their, you know, um, careers and, and they, they love this workout, you know? So we have, uh, you know, grandson and a grandmother coming in. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause he was, he, he was like, look, uh, you know, my grandma can lift more weight than some of the girls I know, <laughs> you know, which is true because awesome. she's been coming in religiously and just doing it, you know, just slowly building and consistent.
2: Yeah, the work, the workout is certainly for everybody. I have an 11 year old client. I have athletes, uh, very serious athletes here. And uh, it's for everybody. The whole point before was just that, uh, cause a lot of people get very concerned about how much they can actually exercise when they get into their golden years and even up to like their, their 90s, in which we have them here, so and they're, and they're thriving. So the limit is pretty much uh, uh, nowhere. There is no <laughs> limit. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I think the only limit. There are two limits. There, there are definitely some orthopedic or medical contraindications true, to exercise. True. That that's how we gauge whether there are limitations. To this, not age. Age in and of itself, it, it, there, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, it's 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 really the, the the state of the person. There are some medical issues that need to be uh, dealt with and. Uh, cleared with with some medical doctors, but the other limitation that I think that exists, you know, more than anything else, is, is the mental limitation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you can get somebody to kind of let go and really push themselves to to an uncomfortable level that they might not be used to, if you can get them to break through that barrier, it, it opens up a whole world. In a profound way, way way beyond just getting stronger. Actually,
0: not it, just to their physical uh, abilities, uh, but if you know when you're physically pushed to the point of failure in a specific movement, I know for a fact that that mental shift can also take place. In anything you do in life, I, I believe that what we learn in those seven or so exercises in that twenty minutes can be applied outside in every area of your life, not just I mean, in your I body. Think
2: absolutely, when we push ourselves in almost any capacity, and then afterwards we take a proper rest, our body grows, our mind grows. Or you know, like you, you wouldn't if you didn't sleep, your 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 memory wouldn't improve. All these things, your, uh, all of your cognitive abilities, and uh, it applies to everything. And, and that's where. How do you do that in a safe fashion? Is uh, is and I think that I think informed fitness and you know, the, the the method that Adam has developed here is is your best option. That was really cheesy. I kinda liked that moment for a while,
1: there <laughs> Are we getting deep? You know, a little cheese, a little <laughs> cheese every once in a while, you know, as long as you're not lactose intolerant, that <laughs> goes,
2: Oh my God.
0: Never underestimate the power of cheese. Color, I'll go there
2: all day, Adam.
0: <laughs> yeah, just cut back on putting that cheese in your mouth if you're looking to shed a little fat while you're building your muscle with the power of 10. Again, check out Adam's book for a simple and handy list of food that you should avoid and enjoy in Chapter 3, Nutrition, The Second Pillar. We'll provide you a link to Adam's book in the show notes. Well, that episode went by fast. If you started your high-intensity training with Informed Fitness at the start of this episode, you'd be wrapping it up about now, just like we are. Hey, we're going to be kicking off a new segment called Fitness Fact or Fiction in the next couple of episodes. So if you would like to ask Adam, Mike, or Sheila a question, maybe you have a comment regarding the Power of 10, or maybe you saw something on your Facebook feed regarding the many fitness trends that are making the rounds, send us an email Or record a voice memo on your phone and send it to podcast at informfitness.com. You can even give us a call at 888-983-5020, extension 3, to leave your comment, question, or suggestion. All feedback is welcome. And seriously, this is very important to us. The best way to support this show and keep it free is to subscribe to the podcast right here in iTunes or wherever you might be enjoying your podcast. Of course, it is absolutely free to subscribe, and we would love it if you left us a review. Hey, our next four episodes promise to be both entertaining and educational. In this podcast, you've heard a lot about weightlifting, but not a lot regarding cardio. Should you hang on to that treadmill that's collecting dust in your garage or continue paying for that spin class you hardly ever go to? Or is the cardio you need included in your 20-minute workout with Inform Fitness. We'll discuss the cardio conundrum and fat loss in the next two episodes. Plus, we'll be speaking with a very talented musician who's lost 118 pounds over the past two years by adding the Power of 10 workout to her weight loss program. We'll catch you next week right here on the Inform Fitness Podcast. For Adam Zickerman, Mike Rogers, and Sheila Melody, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.